0: Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and Boss Babe biz owners that share their stories so that others can feel inspired, empowered, and connected to other women in business. We are the must-listen podcast for entrepreneurs throughout the Ottawa Valley, Lanark County, and the Pontiac here at our Boss Babes face behind the scenes as we dive into real and brutally honest conversations about different industries, how women are smashing stereotypes, balancing motherhood, and are building successful businesses. This is OB Boss Babes.
1: The MRC Pontiac is a vast territory located in the west of the Outaouais region, best known for its untapped natural landscapes growing agricultural sector and endless potential for business opportunities. Our team of economic development professionals, including our Exé Entreprise Quebec representatives, are always here to give support to local entrepreneurs and business owners. We are working together with our partners at the SADC Pontiac to ensure that anyone with a great business idea can have access to the tools necessary to put down roots and thrive in the Pontiac. Visit our website destinationpontiac.ca today to discover your Pontiac potential. Hello, hello, hello,
0: and welcome to the OB Boss Babes podcast. Located in West Quebec, Zone 12, north of Pontiac County, you will find the perfect place to relax and enjoy the experience of a remote wilderness vacation. Whether you like fishing, hunting, canoeing, four-wheeling, or basking in the sun, and with the help of their experienced guides and courteous bilingual staff, this destination offers activities to suit everyone. If hunting is your game, they offer spring black bear, fall moose, and small game hunting on exclusive territories. If you're a fishing fanatic like me and you wish to fish for the deep water lake trout or for the trophy size, grab your reel, hook, line, and sinker. Or if you just want to take in nature at its best, Bryson Lake Lodge is your next outdoor adventure. Please welcome Laurel Lebrun from Domaine de Lac, Bryson Lake Lodge. Good morning, Holly. I'm happy to be here. So Laurel, tell us all about Bryson Lake Lodge and tell me how you and your husband not only wanted to offer accommodations for cottage rentals, but become one of the few outfitters in the province offering hunting and fishing trips, accommodation and outdoor activities.
1: Well, this this story happened, it started back in the 90s. 1993 is when uh, when we first opened the lodge and um, it was actually previously owned um, by another local uh, couple here in Fort Coulanges. Um, but it was always a dream of my husband, Denis, to own an outfitter and he li- lives and breathes fishing. So um, when I met him uh, for the first time, he offered me a gift of a fishing rod and a taco box. And he said, if ever, you know, we have like any future at all where I'm really hoping that you're gonna love fishing as much as I do. So it kind of, our love story started from there. We met in college and then um, at graduation, we really didn't know what we were doing. He was struggling around with contracts with the Ministry of Natural Resources. And uh, I was a new, uh, a new graduate and we, he said well what do you think if we um looked at buying an outfitter so of course to be terribly honest it was never my dream it was his but my dream was the man so i followed the man at the time (laughs) and uh with uh, with the help of his his dad and his uncles well we we found this place bryson lake lodge which was previously owned like i mentioned before and um they had actually gone fishing there Denny and his dad his uncles as uh you know as a youngster he used to go there often with his cousins and whatnot and uh they they heard it was for sale so he says what about this place and I said well okay let's go you know love blinds you so let's just jump in and do this um I think my parents must have thought we were crazy but anyways the rest is history we're 30 years later and um lots of uh adventures and uh you know changes to the lodge but um you know, it never really started out as a business that we started from scratch, we kind of jumped into something that was already existing. Um, It was quite the interesting undertaking at such a young age. I think we were just in our early 20 somethings. So,
0: Laurel, were you always adventurous too and enjoyed the outdoors?
1: Well, yes, I mean, we met at uh, an outdoor college, like we we both are graduates from Sir Sanford Fleming College in Lindsay, Ontario, which is an outdoor college. So I have diplomas in um, terrain and water resources technology, and he has his uh, diplomas in um, fish and wildlife resources technology. So we were a great match in that way. Uh, We both had very like interests and uh, with our education, it did, it really did help us uh, um with making a lot of the decisions and a lot of the projects that we've done along the way and over the years. So um yeah, we both had have a passion for the outdoors and enjoy out the outdoors. And I, I really was never um much of a fisher person, to be honest. But um and you know to me a fish was a fish. I didn't know the difference between the different species um until I went to college. So anyways, I guess that appealed to Denise because uh, here we are again 30 years <laughs> later we're a good team uh, both personally and uh and professionally so I it think worked it helps. out yeah, yeah. It, it helps when we both have the same interests and then along the way uh, you make those goals and and whatnot so laurel before the
0: conversation from denise initially came up about purchasing the space what is it that you wanted to do like what were you going to pursue in life
1: You know, my, I, you know, I, I loved animals. I love going, doing things outside. Um, I didn't want an office job. I, I, I wasn't into like the healthcare thing. I really wanted something outside, but of course there weren't a lot of jobs in that, but there were really a lot of neat schools that I could go to. I I thought maybe I would be um, maybe something in research or research, um, discovering New species, or or observing species out in out in the nature, and just discovering things about uh, about different species that we already have, and maybe new ones that we could discover. But um, that I guess it kind of it kind of plays into what we're doing because I do get to be outside quite a bit, and uh, um, I, I do a lot of office work though too, which is what I never really wanted to do. But I mean, it comes with part of owning a business, right? There's a certain element of of marketing, administration, uh, all that kind of stuff. Customer service, which we've we've uh, I think we've nailed it. The customer service thing over the years. But uh, no, I can't. It's hard to say what else I'd rather be doing at this point in my life. And when I look back to see, hmm, what would I have done if, you know, Denny and I didn't take on this venture? But I really can't say. I don't know what it would be. What I'd be interested in anymore. So you mentioned
0: that you guys had purchased the the cottages from another owner. So was it actually also an outfitter as well, or did you guys kind of like bring bring that aspect to
1: it? Well, how it works in Quebec, um we have what's called an area of exclusive rights. So it's an area that's been, um, I guess, uh, designated. Um, as a hunting and fishing and trapping territory. Um, Our territory in particular is 140 square kilometers in size. We have 17 different lakes with four different species of fish. Um, The four major species are uh, lake trout, walleye, northern pike and speckled trout or brook trout Um, and these areas, you, they, they have to be existing to take over, and in the, in the land and the lakes are owned by the government, but the buildings are owned by the business. So um, when we first got into the transfer of this territory, this existing territory, there were um, six condemned cabins um, as part of the lease, um, an old run-down mouse-infested trailer, um, and a few old sheds like really cool vintage sheds, but still nonetheless very old, um, a lot of work to be done to, to get things up to par. So, um, yeah, when we took that on, we didn't really have many customers. Uh, we didn't have a very good reputation. Um, the thing we had going for us, though, was the fact that my husband, my now husband, Denis, and his, his dad and uncles knew that this was a hotspot for fishing and it had a lot of potential so uh so that's what we really had going for us so we we actually over the years just have transformed things and uh we now have 15 cottages some located on islands really kind of neat setups with solar lighting and um private dock and composting toilets uh Just um, some on the the main shore nearby the main lodge. Um, We have a beautiful lodge now that we've built in the last, oh gosh, it must be 15, 16 years now. Um, Another building that houses separate little suites, which we call the shelter, all individual housekeeping suites. So now we have 15 cabins, um, all new and renovated and uh, the 10 individual suites. We have a staff of 12 people, And uh, a really good reputation now, I have to say. Like, we have customers that return year after year. Um, It's like a family-oriented business, right? Because uh, we started it as a couple. Our family helped us and supported us to get going. Um, And uh, now, you know, we have children as well that are included. They were raised there. So people see us from our young 20 somethings now into our later years um, at a point where they've been coming. We see their kids now coming with their children. So it's kind of, it's really cool to see. And again, I'm going off. No, it's (laughs) so
0: good. I'm just, I'm picturing it in my head too, Laurel, like the journey it's been for you and Denise to see like where you guys have started and how you've really like built your your empire here you know like to be able to integrate the entire family in this too but getting back like to the whole thing about the 15 cottages that you have to maintain those are like 15 individual babies in itself that you guys have to like look after right oh yes that's a lot of work and when you were saying too about how you recently you guys recently um renovated them Are they no longer than like the pictures on your website where they're filled with
1: 80s and 90s furniture and countertops and stuff? Well, there are still some 80s and 90s furniture. We're always looking to upgrade and renovate, but there are those pictures are relatively recent. um, Although we are doing quite a few renos this year, last year. And with with the pandemic and all that, we were on site isolating over there. So um, we were busy fixing and cleaning and painting and renovating and and taking advantage of all the programs that the government was putting out there for businesses to uh you know to get ahead and and whatnot so we didn't just sit there and wait for things to to pass by we were we were busy and we Mm -hmm. we we take pride in in um, improving things every year too so when our guests come back year after year they say oh what's new this year you know uh, oh you have beautiful new chairs or we built a beautiful new rendezvous where everybody can come and meet Uh, we've got a smoker, a wood fired pizza oven now and just little things that we're really get ahead of the competition, I guess, or just Mm -hmm. remain more appealing to people because we have extra things that we can offer them. But it's definitely a challenge to kind of keep up with everything. But absolutely. Now, do you find that people coming to stay at Bryson Lake Lodge are coming like right from across Canada? Um, we actually do have some people that are coming from the western provinces and the eastern provinces, although it's a small percentage. It's more because perhaps their uh, their friends or, or whatnot or their family members are saying, "Hey, we're going to Bryson Lake Lodge. You want to come when you're down here visiting for the summer or whatever?" So I I wouldn't say we have a huge um, a huge client base in the other provinces of of Canada, but uh, we get all kinds of of people drawing in from different areas like Ottawa, uh, Gatineau, even Montreal, Laval, Quebec. Um, And then we have several um, uh, repeat clients, families. Again, those are the families that I was telling you, we've seen them with their kids, now their kids are coming with their kids. So they just keep coming back and I think I think they come for the fishing, but also I think they come um, because I think they they enjoy what we have to offer them. And I think they feel like they're part of something when they come and stay with us. Um, We always say, oh, you're our Bryson family. You know, we actually even have one, (laughs) we actually even have one um, client that had our logo tattooed on his thigh. No way. (laughs) Yeah yeah he it's actually amazing. had our logo tattooed to his thigh I was I was like oh wow that you've got that for life now oh yeah. I know I love it here I was here as a young kid and now I'm bringing oh. my children here and it, like it was just pretty really cool he actually that fellow in particular he and his uh his now wife got engaged at Lac Bryson
0: I was going to ask you actually if they even got married yeah. on your property. That's amazing, I though. I
1: that is a dream of mine. That is on my bucket list. I would really really love to have a wedding. I would love to host a wedding at Bryson Lake Lodge one day. Um, you know, it because I love the the natural beauty of like the simplicity, right? Uh, they could get married on this floating dock just out in you know, just floating on Bryson Lake and then have um you know a barbecue or something it could be catered to but you know just anything natural i've got natural decorations in mind and it's it's just something that i would love to do one day and anyway. you know
0: what though laurel this is the perfect opportunity so we're putting it right now out into the universe <laughs> if anybody is engaged even even when you're saying about like getting married on the floating dock i mean elopement you and your partner and then, uh, and then a minister
1: just to marry you guys. Oh, yeah. off. How cool would
0: that be? And you have like a drone coming
1: in. Oh, my I gosh. know. Yes. That's, that's so amazing. Cool. The drone footage would be absolutely beautiful. We have had some drone footage of our place too. And it, it's so effective. So intriguing. Yeah, okay. So. Well,
0: if you end up getting an inquiry, you have to let me know. Cause that would be amazing.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I know that would be amazing. I really like that idea for sure. I'm working on my sister. She's uh, she's close to setting a date, so maybe maybe it'll be my own sister. There you I go. <laughs> so, Laurel, you mentioned about fishing, and that's
0: one of the biggest attractions that people come come to uh, the Bryson Lake Lodge to do. Um, and you guys are actually one of the few outfitters that features four major fish species in seventeen different lakes. So, now that you know a little bit more about different fish species out there,
1: what are they? <laughs> the uh, the main fish species in Lac Bryson uh, are lake trout, um, walleye, northern pike, and we do have secondary species in that lake which are uh, whitefish and um, uh, freshwater cod which is burbot, um, perch, Um, and then the other major uh, fish species which is in separate lakes. We have six separate lakes with the brook trout. Brook trout will get eaten right up by any other fish species so they have to be in their own little ponds so um, so yeah, so the, those are we have quite a, a good variety and uh, if uh, the fish aren't biting on one lake, well they can go to another one and try their try their hand at another species. So this way we have something for everyone. So the guys that want to go fishing for trout they can go and then the other guys can head on the big lake for the bigger um, the larger fish, the uh, the walleye and the and the lake trout. so um, it works out really well. And there's some lakes too that you can um, you can portage to. So some of them you can drive to um, from the main lodge, but then others you have to get in your boat and boat to the base of the trail, walk in on the the trails that we've designated and maintained, and then you arrive at this little lake with a boat already there with the paddles, and then you just bring your backpack with your things, and you could go in and cast around for pike or for for um, for for lake trout or whatnot. So um, or brook trout rather. And uh, yeah, so uh, it's kind of it's kind of a neat setup. It, it's something for everyone really. And you can opt to do a self-guided fishing adventure, but with 17 lakes
0: and limited amount of time, why is having a guide a good investment when you have a favorite fish or two that you're specifically targeting?
1: Oh yes, uh, l- a lot of times, yeah, people don't really need a guide, but like you pointed out, if they're only there for two days, um, our lake is 18 miles long, so um, by the time they find the good spots, uh, you know your your trip is over, and you're wishing for another couple of days because uh, you finally found the holes, the honey holes. So um, we do offer uh, we do offer um, free advice. I mean, we want to have our our clients return. We want them to be successful because we don't control whether the fish bite or not. We can just share the information we have. Um, you know. Whether they're 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 biting on a certain type of lure or at a certain time of day, um, in a certain depth, um, so we give all that information uh, when the client comes in. We have maps, we mark them all up, and uh, give them a give them a good idea on how to get started. Then, if that if that fails for them, if they are having a, a difficult time still, we do offer an hour to hour guiding service. So a guide will jump in their boat with them. Um, you know actually set their lines up uh show them the techniques whether it's a jigging technique or trolling or setting the hook things like that um you know that usually helps them and then and then at that point they've learned the little tricks and they say oh geez you know what i i was using the wrong type of lure or i wasn't fishing at the right depth or i was going too fast on my trolling uh my trolling speed so uh Usually once they get those tips and they've got the hands on with the guide, they're good to go. But uh, it is a good investment to to get that information right away, uh, even if it is just for a few hours. Mm-hmm.
0: So for the last 30 years, Bryson Lake Lodge has offered black bear hunts and bear hunting is legal across Canada. So first off, Laurel, there's something called the bear spring season. When does yeah. that start?
1: Um, our black bear spring hunting season is uh, May the 15th until June the 30th. And it's very, very specific. It's only those days. And then after those dates, it's closed. The bear hunting, uh, how we work with that is uh, we, we set up areas uh, with stands or blinds over baited areas. And um, we bait with something usually pretty stinky at first. Because that attracts the bears, something like beaver meat or fish, um, fish uh, carcass, um, and then after the bears start coming in, they uh, that we give them sweets. They love peanut butter. They love uh, marshmallows. They love chocolate, caramel syrup, raspberry jello, popcorn. They love all that good stuff. Um, so, uh, and we get them coming into the the sites and uh, people a lot of our hunters, they'll see them and just choose not to harvest the bear because they just enjoy watching it so much, sitting there licking its paws and, and chewing on a marshmallow. And it's pretty cool to see. Um, um, it, I mean, hunting is a pretty controversial um, topic to a lot of people. So we are careful how we present it and how we market it. Um, but we, we do have people that just want to come and take pictures too, which is kind of cool most of our clients for bear hunting are american although we do have some uh, uh quebecois hunters that that enjoy coming as well but it's coming we we usually have about maybe maybe 40 hunters in a season um this year we have 10 um So we take only four hunters per week so that we can give them um, excellent customer service. It's a fully guided hunt. So we take them to and from the baits um, which have already been established and we have regular bears coming to them. We have trail cameras to show the clients, um, you know, what types of bears are coming in because on one, one baited site, you could get several different sizes of bears. So um, you can see them coming and going and, and, Licking and eating and chomping and and carrying on. Um, we also see other things too. We'll see moose on those uh, trail cams, or birds, or uh, raccoons, things like that. So it's kind of it's kind of neat to see. I think that's what I like about the the hunting part is the um, kind of what what are you going to see on your bait? Yeah. You know, what are you going to experience? Because it is just an ex- it is an experience altogether, right? All of just what you're going to see and and what you're going to hear and, and do, you know, um, it's something... like your own Canadian safari adventure. Yeah, right. Ex- exactly. Um, along with those, uh, those critters that you, you may or may not see out there while you're, while you're hunting, um, there are a lot of bugs during during the black uh, bear season. So our hunters are decked out with nets and gloves and thermosel uh, equipment to keep the bugs away. But, uh, the, the diehards they don't care they're they're gonna go anyway so
0: now what about moose hunting Laurel when does that season begin?
1: the moose hunting starts for us we have we are because we have um, an exclusive territory we are allowed the option to offer an early hunt which is super appealing to people because um they uh, the areas are not hunted at the same time as on Crown lands. when I say that, Crown land is the public land where any resident can go and just set up and and hunt for moose. So when we have an advanced hunt, um, that means we're open before public land is. So that gives us the advantage, that gives us the heads up, the one up on on, uh, many other um, hunting opportunities that people might have in our area. So, our hunt would begin this year uh, the 19th of of September and it goes for three consecutive weeks so and then on the third final week that's when the crown land opens so it's nice for us because we don't have anybody trespassing or you know coming in and conflicting with any of our hunters at all so it's it's a super um, appealing opportunity for 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 other hunters coming in even for the first time, and it's a good incentive for them knowing that they're hunting on areas that have not been hunted yet for the season, and there's not going to be any outside interference. There's not going to be any kind of outside interference with people hunting on public land. So uh, and it helps us out too because we don't have to um, um, worry about patrolling and things like that. So but when when you come moose hunting with us, the cost is around four, thousand dollars to start. Um, with a group of four people, so that's the cost for the group of four. That it would include your your um, your lodging for seven nights in a cottage nearby the area that you're hunting. Um, it allows you an exclusive area to hunt of about four to five square kilometers, um, and it can contain lakes and, and swamps. the The hunter would hunt them over um, over swampy areas or marshes or lakes. We also include fishing on. On the uh, the territory as well, in designated areas, of course, because we can't have everybody going through the woods during um, during the hunting uh, hunting period for safety reasons. Um, but yeah, we have a, a walk in cooler for to store their game when they uh, when they get their uh, their moose. Um, we provide a skinning service as well. Um, so it just allows the, the the hunters, if they were to get their moose in the first couple of days of the hunt, that they don't have to race home. Their meat is not going to spoil. We can hang it in our cooler. They can go ahead and and it, go fishing and have their party and celebrate, you know, a successful hunt. So,
0: That's a really reasonable price too, Laurel, because when I was doing my research, like I've learned so much about outfitters and about hunting (laughs) and it can be really expensive to hunt moose. And then plus on top of that, getting your license to hunt, like it's pricey, but a thousand dollars. And that includes all of what you just mentioned, including the skinning and storing. Mm -hmm. That's great.
1: Yeah. Now the license. Yeah, that is a whole other thing that goes right to the government. You know that the, the yeah. license is pricey. It's about worth half the hunt. It's around five hundred and fifty dollars for a non-resident license. Um, for a resident of Quebec, it's it's quite a lot less. I think it's around eighty dollars. But uh, but still, it's a it's a big investment uh, for sure. Um, but most of our hunters that come are return customers. Um, as of right now, our our moose hunting is booked and has been booked up for this season for quite quite a few months now um but usually the the hunters are meat hunters I mean they're they're hunting to put meat in the freezer for their families you know and a, a group of four people um with a you know a thousand plus pound animal that 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 puts a lot of meat in the freezer for their their families so and moose meat is excellent have you ever tried it I
0: think so Couple years ago, so I mean, I think I'm definitely overdue for some more moose meat. Yeah,
1: I have to try. Yeah, yeah, wild meat is actually very, very good, and it's very healthy for you too.
0: And moose can be really difficult to find too, though. Laurel, and I know you mentioned that they can be found more so in swampy areas, but where else could they be found?
1: Um, well, usually the the method of hunting a moose is the hunter will stay. Still and and sit in a in a tree stand or on the ground a uh, ground blind, um, because if you're walking around a lot, they'll be just pushed around. But you can find them on roads too. I mean, we've seen many many moose on the roads while we're traveling from the main lodge to our other cabins. We've seen moose hanging out in um, uh, hanging out at our speckled trout lakes. Um, our clients have been walking up into up into the smaller lakes to go to uh, the Portage Lake sometimes to go fishing for other species, and they'll actually see moose tracks in their tracks on their way back down. So, it's they're they're pretty much everywhere uh, in the territory, but you don't typically find them up in high mountain areas or anything like that. They're more nearby water where there's a food source for them. They're um, they're herb, herb- they are herbivores, so they uh, they will uh, eat like grasses and and uh, water plants and things like that. So the minerals that we put out, the mineral, the sulfur, the salt blocks, that helps with the you know the production of their antlers and makes them nice and strong and gives them the minerals they need to. So.
0: Now, your Outfitters' small game hunt is so good that guests don't want to tell their friends because they want to keep it all to themselves. And you guys offer a three-week hunt in October for small game. So, Laurel, what are we hunting for?
1: Well, for the small game hunt, we are hunting uh, ruffed grouse, which is a type of partridge. Like when people say, I'm going to hunt partridge, it's not technically called a partridge. It's called a roughed grouse. Um, there's another species called a spruce grouse. Um, which is still very similar to the ruffed grouse. Um, migratory birds uh, as well, which include all kinds of ducks. Like we have, uh, you know, a black duck, ring, ring neck, mallard, wood duck, um, the Canada goose. Um, also something I just recently learned in the last few years is the woodcock. The American woodcock is a migratory bird. And I had no idea. It's like a small little chicken with long legs and it runs along the road with the grouse. But I, I never realized that they migrated. So that was something cool that I learned just in the last few years. And oh also too, you can um, hunt for the European hare rabbit. Oh interesting.
0: Well there you go. Thanks for tuning in to the OB Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Stick around and we'll be right back. SADC Pontiac Community Futures Development Corporation works with businesses and local communities to help create local employment, support economic growth, and encourage business development. Their team of professionals are highly experienced in community development, finance, business marketing, and management. Whether you are self employed, a small business owner, or a manager of a multinational, the SADC Pontiac can help you and the startup expansion, management, and implementation of gear business on MRC Pontiac territory. Contact their office at 819-683-3733 or visit their website at sadcpontiac.ca for more info. Brown pressure treated lumber and accessories have arrived at Mike's Hardware. With the warmer weather and longer days, there is no better time to start that new Decker fence. Don't need brown pressure treated? That's okay. We sell pine lumber, interior and exterior doors, molding and trim, vinyl flooring, siding, cabinet hardware, and so much more. Call 613-735-1928 or 613-639-2041. And remember, nothing says you care like lumber doors and hardware. Are you a woman who's ready to improve your relationship with money so you can start living the life you really want to live? Then you need to join Sand Dollar's Prosperity Circle, which starts this July. Financial counselor Pamela George will help you radically transform your relationship with money by addressing your money beliefs and money mindset. In this six-month group program, Pamela will create a balanced budget for you as well as a debt repayment plan that will not damage your credit. She will help you to create systems for your money that will support you thriving and being in control of your finances. Please visit www.sanddollar.co to learn more and to book a call with Pamela. Spots are limited. It's Taylor from Toad & Taylor Handmade Accessories in the Pontiac and Ottawa Valley, and you're listening to the O.V. Box Babe's Podcast. All right, Laurel, shifting gears, I want to talk about business resources and funding opportunities through our local SADC Pontiac, which supports and invests in local businesses, economic development, and community involvement. So where did you first hear about SADC Pontiac, and how did their team help your business?
1: oh we've known about the sadc pontiac for many years um i we never actually really used their services um until the last uh maybe 10 15 years um we first learned of them when we were involved in the tourism association the pontiac tourism association and we had meetings there and i was like I, trying to understand what they actually do for people and and how they help businesses but they're a huge, uh, huge resource for a business just starting up. I mean, um, you need any kind of business advice, any help filling out applications like government applications are a nightmare. So, I mean, if you need any help with that, um, just uh, any kind of marketing plans, business plans, financial projections, like um, they're there to help. I mean, the, the ladies there, ironically, it's a team of of ladies like um. And it has been for quite a few years. There was a, a few men here and there in the in the group, but it's uh, a power team there of ladies, which is pretty cool. Uh, Rhonda Perry leads the leads the group, and um, uh, I've dealt closely with uh, Amy Taylor, who's a business advisor. She's helped me a lot with uh, um, doing financial projections. Money crunching numbers is not my thing at all, but it's completely her thing. She is so good at that. Um, business plans Uh, she is so in tune with people in the community Um, she knows her specialty is agriculture but still she she knows so many business owners and it make she makes a point to to have a relationship with them and to to really promote them when she can she's really really amazing Um, and then Brittany Murray too. she's in she's in charge of the marketing um, she she's been really great for us she's part of the tourism association she helps us with that she actually um, had thought of us when we were when they were doing a project called Lake to plate um, and it was a, a, a series of, of videos or like TV uh, TV shows um, that highlighted all local businesses so lake to plate the idea was we go fishing in the lake we take the know the local local pairings of uh foods and uh garden garden her like garden centers wineries and things and make this meal at the end and, and get together and have a meal with all the resources that we've done so that was a really neat project that she she really um put us put us up front on that one and and she she uh really encouraged us so the, the team of ladies there, um, and probably one day more men will be involved, but, uh, the team of ladies is exceptional there. Um, right, right from Rhonda Perry, right to all of the girls that work there. They're just amazing.
0: Yeah. They're a wonderful team. And they really give that human service approach when they're working with mm-hmm. all local businesses. And I really love that they took a creative approach with that, um, with that lake to plate project, because we are mm-hmm. so often we hear of the farm to fork, right? We yeah. never hear of like anything regarding lakes and, and mm-hmm. all the great fish that, uh, that we can eat. They're the, we're the, like, you guys are the forgotten ones over there. So I think that it, that was really smart that they, that they made that kind of project for you guys and, and really put, uh, put Bryson Lake Lodge on the map.
1: Yeah, I, we did. We really, really appreciated that. We were really, you know, appreciative of the fact that they thought of us for that and Brittany said I really didn't maybe maybe it should be off the record but I, she said I really didn't want to see anyone else but you guys in that in that scenario for our first episode so it was really nice uh, to hear that it was that's very a nice compliment yeah it was yeah, yeah it really was yeah
0: well, Laurel, you mentioned earlier that you guys are celebrating 30 years in business, which is mm-hmm. such an exciting milestone. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, going back in the memories and, and seeing how much business has changed and these two young graduates embarking on entrepreneurship not knowing what the hell that they were getting themselves into. Exactly. And, you know, like <laughs> it's just, but being able to look back and seeing all of the success and and the great work that you guys have done, and really putting the Pontiac on the map too for uh, for one of the the only outfitters in the region. So, how has business changed since when you first opened in 1993 to where it is today in 2023?
1: Well, I mean, it's changed a lot, like visually, first of all, um, because when we first started, we just had these rundown shacks to deal with um we didn't have we had this old like a bad road to come in um just just an old mouse infested trailer and just it was just uh not a pretty picture there was a lot of work to do um and I mean uh just over over the years we've we've added on we've had such um immense help from our friends and family and even our customer base I mean we have customers that want to help us too which is amazing you know it's it's really um it makes them it makes the line between client and friend and family really fuzzy because a lot of our clients that come to see us now it's like we hug when we see them it's like we haven't seen you for a whole year you know um and it's just it's just nice so our, our business has come like a long way um from rundown shacks to now a big beautiful lodge and um, 15 cottages 10 suites um we have projects in the works too we have you know the the meeting place the le rendezvous we call it it's just a lot of new um and improved things that we put in place for our guests um and we, and we have now um a very good reputation and excellent repeat clientele um so um it, it, it has come a long way it's hard to pinpoint exactly what what has changed? Because so much has changed. Like we were just, um, while we were closed last week due to all the wild, the wildfire risk road restriction accesses, uh, we decided, well, we're going to clean out the, uh, we had a lot of time to do stuff. So uh, no clients on site. So we were cleaning out old photo albums and things like that. And we have so many cool photos of when we first started and what the cabins looked like, like a, a then and now kind of thing is pretty pretty amazing and it's hard to uh understand where the time went I mean it was just like yesterday we embarked on this and then boom we're here three kids later a successful business um you know it's pretty it's pretty amazing
0: what a way to take a trip down memory lane is going through those old photo albums and seeing Mm -hmm. what things used to look like to what they look like now you're going to have to share those with your with your customers too
1: yeah, I actually have a, a close family uh, friend. Um, she she uh, she is so good with doing online things and pictures. She's a photographer in her spare time. And she actually has scanned all of our old photos. So I, I do have zip files full of, you know, old photos. And uh, so my intention was to start doing like a throwback Thursday kind of thing uh, on our Facebook uh, page. And. And just because I, I honestly don't know a lot of the people anymore. Some of them I don't recognize. So it would be good to get it out there and see if somebody says, ah, that's me or, yeah, oh, that's yeah. my so-and-so. Yeah. So it'd be kind of fun just to stir up um, the memories and you know, a little bit.
0: Yeah. Do like a tag away. You know, if you recognize yourself or you recognize a friend, tag them in here. That would be so yeah. fun. You should totally do it.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Laurel, you are a woman immersed in a uniquely male dominated industry. So I'm curious what your experience has been like being a female entrepreneur in, in an outfitter business.
1: Yeah, you know, some there's a few things that come to my mind. Um, you know, I I've I've learned a lot of things over the years and I have good information just like any other man in the business. Um, and maybe even more so because I have had that experience for the past thirty years, um, but there there were times, uh, not so much anymore. I still get it from time to time. But um, somebody that would like to speak to a man about um, techniques for fishing or hunting or things like that, and that's 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 fine if they would like to speak to someone else. But what is kind of fun, it's it's funny and ironic sometimes, is that uh, I'll go through a big explanation on how to fish a lake trout or how to you know what we do for bear hunting or so on and then um they'll ask to to speak to denny or one of the guides and then they'll repeat the questions to them and then the guides or denny will repeat what i've just said oh okay well that's that's what uh yeah that's what the the woman said on the phone well that's what it is you know Mm -hmm. so I did get I have experienced that over the years Um, but I mean now with so many so many uh, women advocate groups and things like that like um, I don't get that too much anymore Um, I I happen to know a very strong woman who is an outfitter herself and uh, she runs the place on her own she hunts she fishes she like she takes care of everything So, I mean, how can, how can someone say that person doesn't know what she's talking about, you know, just because of her gender, but anyways, that's a whole other debate. I know it It really is, but we're progressing as a society
0: too, but this is nothing new. It's not like women just are suddenly interested in the outdoors and fishing and hunting. Mm -hmm. We always have been. It's just, it's just that people are finally starting to take us more seriously, which is really sad, but. I'm glad that we're making moves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I know we have uh we have several women hunters. I mean the majority are men, but there are still women hunters that come, groups of ladies coming fishing. Um like I say, it doesn't happen as often, but it still happens and we encourage it when when we can. Um like I mean I have my hunter certificate. Um I I prefer the more um I prefer the nature aspect to the hunting and the observing and all that. I'm not, I love to eat the meat, um, but I prefer not to kill it. That's all. That's, that's my, uh, it's not for everyone. Um, All of our children have their hunter certificates. They've hunted bear, they've hunted deer, um, you know, small game. Um, But I mean, it's just, it's not for everyone. So, um, but it's not to say women, women can do it. I have a lot of friends too, that are diehard hunters. Um, and it's actually something that we've been wanting to embark on too, is, is do a, an initiation for women hunting, like have like a little workshop or a weekend or thing where they could come and learn or get their, get their certificates or things like that. Um, just, it just hasn't happened at this point yet. Um, few logistical reasons, you know, distance and we don't offer meals and things like that, but you know, it, it's still out there. We could still do something if we pressed for it, I suppose, Um, it's there, the potential is there.
0: Laurel, I have one more question for you before we jump into my rapid 10 and that's, what would you say to someone who has never tried hunting or even fishing before?
1: Oh, I would say just give it a try, especially if they're coming to our place. We have, um, rentals, like we can set them up with fishing rods. They would really just have to buy a license, which we can sell to them right there, a provincial license. Um, give them tips and tricks on, on where to go, what to try. Um, we do have a lot of people that that have uh, been initiated at Bryson Lake, caught their first fish there, caught their biggest fish. Caught... So it's just, a, just I would just say, give it a try, just try it. And if nothing else, like you have that connection with nature. Um, you know, the harvest is part of the experience, but it's the bonus. So if, if you catch a fish, like, that That's the bonus, right? You don't you don't say because you go and you buy a fishing license and you throw a line in the water, you're fishing and you're gonna actually catch something. Um, it's a bonus if you do. For the hunting, it's a little bit more complicated because you do need permits and things like that. Um, but if you are a Quebec resident, um, quebec, the Quebec ministry does offer an initiation for one year. Um, where you don't have to take your your course because it's a two-day course if you want to take your firearms and your um, your hunting certificate. But if you just wanted to try it, just for one year, you can call for a special certificate number, you can buy your licenses for whatever game you want to um, hunt for, and then you do have to be supervised by someone that does have their full certificate, has already taken their course, and that they do have the valid licenses that uh, that you're for the species you're hunting for, but uh, absolutely, it's something to try, something to experience. It, they are, they can be expensive hobbies. You know, by the time you get decked out in all your your hunting gear and uh, you buy your weapon, your whether it's a bow an arrow or a, a firearm of some kind, it can be pricey for sure. But if it's something you love. I mean, there's worse things you could be doing with your time, right? Yeah,
0: that's so
1: true. (laughs) All right, Laurel, I do have a
0: couple more questions for you. And like I said, those can be found in my rapid 10. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is the lifespan of an average moose?
1: I would probably say 40 years.
0: Oh, let's slice that in half. So 20 years. Oh, 20 years. That's it. Is flashlight fishing illegal? I don't think so. Interestingly enough, it is. It is illegal because it's <laughs> prohibited. It's prohibited because many species are attracted to the light. So I guess it's like kind of like a cheating thing, which is so funny that it's illegal. <laughs> Who'd ever think? Where can people purchase your Lac Bryson lager beer?
1: Oh, they can purchase it at the uh, Brower-Kaufman Brewery in Campbell's Bay. They can arranged to have some at Bryson Lake Lodge. And as far as I know, still the Metro Mansfield and uh, Fresh Mart Bowers in Fort Clonge, they all sell it.
0: When did you guys launch your beer? That's exciting. It was,
1: yes, last uh, last June we launched it. It was something that um, we had been kind of mulling around for a while. And then whenever um, Todd Hoffman opened his brewery in Campbell's Bay, I said, I've got to ask him about that. So we we put it past him and at the time, the timing wasn't good. It was a few years ago. And, and he said, I'm just really swamped. I, I wouldn't be able to do anything until maybe the next year. So I didn't forget. I, I went back to him and he said, sure, we'll do it. Let's do it. Um, And so I don't know if you've seen the, the can or maybe you've seen it online. I have, but yeah. It's right here. I oh, actually amazing. have some right here. There's a story about the logging industry and the history that connects Bryson Lake with the Bryson family here in Fort Coulonge. And it's part of the chemin d'eau or the waterways that connect uh, connect Fort Coulonge to, uh, to us here.
0: I love that um, you had one like right on hand too. That was perfect timing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> What's the average black bear size?
1: Oh, I would say for a Quebec bear, probably about 180 pounds.
0: Oh my God. Yes. You're like right there. So it says 160 pounds, according to Google, but I could see 182.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There are some exceptionally big ones, but they're typically on the smaller end.
0: What's the largest fish that someone has caught while staying at Bryson Lake Lodge?
1: Oh, the largest fish that I know of was caught by Richard Marcoux of Vanier, Ontario, It was a lake trout at 45 pounds. We have had stories of bigger ones, but no real proof. So I don't know if that's, if it's true or not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which furry rodent is not permitted to be hunted in Quebec? Squirrels? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are annoying. The little red squirrels are quite annoying. They can be really cute. We actually, uh, we did rescue some babies, but um, yeah, they, they really get, they, they make a terrible mess they in the do. cabin. When
0: do you guys officially close for the season?
1: Uh, we officially close at the end of October after that three week, um, small game hunting season.
0: What so, do you have planned for your 30th anniversary?
1: Oh, well, we're, uh, we're planning some, uh, it's going to be based around a fish, a fish fry. We're going to be doing a fishing tournament day, um, we have live music plans and friends of ours uh uh play live music um we have our pizza oven rare and to go we're going to do some pizzas and uh just kind of surround it with local local tasting and some activities for the kids it depends on the the guests that we have there but uh if we have a younger crowd, we might do some younger like activities for younger children as well. We've got a nature um, path that we have, like an interpretive nature path. And we have one of our employees that is really, uh, really educated in edible plants and, and things like that. So we'll have uh, nature walks and things like that, too. And Laurel, who is one local boss babe that
0: inspires you that you think everyone should know about?
1: I I am so glad you gave me that question before, because there are so many inspiring women that I know of and are friends with here in the Pontiac and that do have businesses. And just looking at somebody that I don't think gets much recognition, I, I, I don't know, but I think this woman, her name's Allison Beauregard. She she has her own little business um, called Splash of Color. You can find it on Facebook. Um, she was a journalist for the Pontiac Journal. I knew her first as the Pontiac Journal um, journalist. She would always show up at events, or she'd be always there with her pad of paper and she was taking notes. Um, she's now a mom of three. She is like a seamstress extraordinaire. She so She can sew you anything. Um, I've I've got like during COVID times she she was whipping up uh, face masks like crazy. Like, and she was distributing them all over. I've purchased things from her too. She'll she'll whip up an outfit for a kid in an afternoon while her daughter sleeps. Like, she's amazing that way. I just don't know how she does it. So she's just not only, uh, uh, you know, an amazing entrepreneur herself, she's now teaching her kids to carry on too and, and love teaching them what she knows. So. It's That's pretty amazing. Cool. Oh, what a great mm-hmm. shout out, Laurel. Well, it's tell
0: everybody where they can find Bryson Lake Lodge on Facebook. Plug us your website. And then as well, if you guys are still accepting any reservations at your cottages this summer.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yes, you can. You can always look us up on on our website at Um, You can phone us at one eight five five six eight three one seven nine zero. 683 1790 um, if you're local, it's 819-683-1790. And um, we're on Facebook. I don't know what the handle is, but it's Bryson Lake Lodge. Um, look us up. there, We're on there um and uh we we are always accepting uh new bookings and inquiries for sure based on what we have available just give us a call if you're thinking of planning a trip or you you want just a little outing uh, a break away while the kids are off school for the summer um we have great packages too even for local people um which we you know for for 759 or sorry 749 for a weekend you can have a cottage with for two adults and your kids a boat motor and gas and just you know hang out at the at the cabin for a few days it, it would be really nice to have anyone new come up or any any existing clients of ours that, that find they have some time free to come on up and and visit us and if you want to experience initiation for fishing or hunting or anything give us a call we'll, we we'd be happy to arrange something
0: Or if you want to get married, because Laurel's waiting for that.
1: (laughs) Yes, if you would like to get married, I would love to, I would really like if they would give me a year's notice so that I could plan it really well. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at last minute stuff too. Amazing.
0: (laughs) Cool, Laurel. Well, thank you so much again. This was so much fun. This is always the best way to start my day is uh, with a cup of coffee and a podcast
1: guest. So thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. That was, it was really fun.
0: Babes, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Ovi Boss Babes Podcast. If you like this episode along with others, I would love it if you logged on to Apple Podcast or on Spotify and gave us a five-star review. We want to get those ratings up. We want to be able to hit the charts her best entrepreneurship podcast in all of Ontario. And that is how we get discovered. So be sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple podcast or on Spotify and leave us a review. If you like this episode, along with every other podcast that you've been tuning into, we'll be back next week with another local boss baby in your community. So be sure to stay tuned and follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok so that you get to see who is going to be featured next.